0: Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 200.75 of Smart Enough to Know Better. We're a podcast of science and comedy and ignorance. I'm Dan Beeston. I'm Gregoire. So, what happened to you this week in science, Greg? I've been looking into
1: generative AI and Mm -hmm. getting my head around it, trying to work out what it is. We've sort of played with it before. I played with it before, but like mid-journey and doing doing things like pictures and Dali and that sort of good stuff. But I was sort of looking more into things like chat GPT, so language models, and Mm -hmm. looking just trying to work out what the hype's about, whether it's actually useful, where it is. It's been really fun and interesting actually to try and get my head around it, learn how it all works. I think where I sit at the moment is it's an interesting tool and I can see it going places in interesting ways, but I'm not kind of like, oh my God, it's well yet. So I'm not like an evangelist, but I can see the potential of it. I've actually used it a little bit for work as well now, like trying to work out lists of things and organising stuff. But something I wanted to tell people about, which I was really fascinated, I knew you could tell it to write things and find information like Google searches, but you can make it write things in the style of someone else. So you can say, write information, but make it like it was written by Neil deGrasse
0: Tyson, let's say. Mm -hmm. And as long as that person has a body of work, then you can normally copy this style. And it's pretty cool. I got something to write in the style of Douglas Adams. Oh, yes. It was like, and it was like, it kind of echoed it. It wasn't Mm. funny. It wasn't insightful, but it kind of got that intonation right. And then I tried to get it to do it in the style of Dan Beeston. Mm -hmm. And it gave me a a bit of text that sounded like Steve Irwin. Cause just gone. (laughs) Oh, he's a podcaster in Australia. uh, uh, This is, this is him explaining this. He goes, Oh, g'day, mates. Welcome to. (laughs) I'm like, no, no. That's probably because you're not famous enough. You don't got enough body oh, of work
1: fuck out there. Oh, <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the. Uh, it didn't even know Gregoire. I asked her to do Gregoire. It was like, I don't. Sorry, no. I was like, oh, break, my, <laughs> break, break my heart. So did a really fun one where I asked it to do write a accurate description of a supernova, but in the style of Edgar Allan Poe. Because remember last time we talked about Edgar Allan Poe being one of the people who kind of worked out how the, why the universe was dark and he did it uh, for yes. other people. Yes. So maybe that's why I was thinking about it for episode 200. I asked to do it scientifically accurate without actually mentioning hydrogen and helium. And it wrote this a really cool story, which feels Ed Allan poe but it's actually, if you know about supernova, then it's actually pretty good. It's, a, it's an accurate thing. And that, I it was accurate because that's act- not a guarantee no not a guarantee things. absolutely not you got to check that sort of stuff a lot but it's in, it was talking about how
0: I've, I've always said using ai is a bit like getting your medical advice from an impro troop <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's i have noticed that mistakes it makes and when you ca- catch it out and you go, "No,
0: that's not right and it goes oh yeah sorry good point thanks for pointing because it's it's a beta technology Absolutely, you should no, know. No, 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 no. This isn't it about being a beta technology. It doesn't understand what oh. truth is. No, 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 it doesn't. Like it, 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 no.
1: It's, it's just it's just trawling through
0: stuff and, and working out words yeah, after words. It's making sentences that sound it's a technology for making things that sound right but yes. aren't right. <laughs> Well, not necessarily. It's it's not necessarily not right. But yeah, not necessarily right either. It doesn't. It doesn't do that. No, it doesn't. No, that's right. That's that's true. It, it's it's based. It would on have what, to be a different technology to do that. Uh, I think that larger and more
1: accurate language base to like the, what it's, the information it's taking it from because it then would it's, need
0: a paradigm shift of what it's doing. Yeah,
1: it's it's like, been pretty, it, and it's maybe been pretty, someone
0: will do that, but it's. Yeah. What, what it's doing and the thing that makes it really impressive mm. is not something that is gonna, if you keep doing the same thing, but better, mm. it's all it's gonna do is be able to, is to be able to lie more confidently.
1: Uh, uh I, I guess, I that's guess. Not, I... That's
0: not what the technology is doing. The technology is making sentences that sound right. It's not, it's not speaking truths. Oh, that's a that's a philosophical question, that which I don't know if
1: we have time to go into. I I I, I disagree with that actually, but no, it's not truth because there's nothing behind it. There's no intelligence. I don't like calling artificial intelligence to start off with. I think it's not. It gives an mm. idea of how nine thousand or some sort of person. It's a tool that extends your your intelligence. Uh, EI, sorry, as in extending intelligence, not artificial. It's not artificial intelligence. If there's no intelligence mm. there, you're absolutely right. There, there's no intelligence there. It's your intelligence. It's extending your intelligence. It's not. An intelligence in itself. It's not going down the path of one day it's going to wake up and go, oh, I'm going to take over the world or whatever. It's it's a different thing. I was fascinated by the Edgar Allan Poe stuff and I went, could it do it for me? So no, as I said before, it, it doesn't know me enough. But what you can do is put your work into it. So I did. I started inputting all my 100-word stories into it. I went, this, this is the body of work of Gregoire, well, all my 100-word stories, just my 100-word stories. Have a look at this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And and I asked it to analyse and uh, give feedback on it. So I asked it to break it up by things like sentence construction, word use, humour, metaphor. It was actually really nice. It sort of said, oh, that... Gregoire has a really good understanding of writing. He writes complicated and simple sentences. Like he, he's got a good a grasp of of changing things up. He's a good word use in there. He has no humor. None of his stories are funny. <laughs> Shot me in the heart. This machine did, but that's fine. It went. I never. I didn't find any humor in any of his stories. And I was like, you, you bitch. <laughs> it's like, and I thought about that for a while, going, it doesn't understand what Robot humor is. That's of course what I'm going to say. Jokes. Yeah. It, it thinks, and I was trying to work out, honestly, I mean, yes, it's fine. It just it's doesn't, doesn't some get my me. They, they, it doesn't understand how great I am. I think what it's doing is, yes, I wasn't doing waka waka puns. It's different. It's, I look fine. Maybe I'm not funny. I can accept that. But I gave it all the stuff, all my work. I asked it to write a 100 word story in the style of Gregoire based on using the stories I had just given it, but not using them directly, mm-hmm. just, just referencing them. You can't just take bits of them write a 100-word story around the idea of being replaced by ChatGPT as an author. It wrote a story. It's okay to good. I then found another program that is an AI reader that translates your words into actual
0: human-sounding words. In the softly illuminated chamber, shadows danced playfully upon the ancient walls. Nervously, fingers hovered above the keyboard, unsure of embracing obsolescence. Greg's eyes fixed upon the screen, haunted by the incessantly blinking cursor, a cruel reminder of fading significance. Once, words flowed effortlessly, but now they stumbled clumsily. An enigmatic entity lurked. Chat GPT, the usurper of creative minds. With deft precision, it analyzed thoughts, mimicking the writer's voice, rendering him superfluous. While the world marveled at its sleek efficiency— Greg mourned his own displacement. Amidst the symphony of keystrokes, a disheartening revelation emerged: he had become a forgotten author, lost amidst the gears of an unfeeling machine. Well, I'll tell you one thing: it's not funny. No, <laughs> it really isn't funny. I don't think it's particularly my
1: style. I, if someone said, "Did you write that?" I wouldn't hear that and go, "Oh yeah, that feels like me." But that you, you, maybe you can't tell your own style. Um, No, 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 it
0: doesn't. It sounds... Uh (sighs) Gosh, it's really hard because I know I come in with a bias and I know (laughs) I want to hate it. But what I can tell you is that I hate it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the story is that bad. When it first turned up, it it flashed up in, in front of me and I was like, read it and went... There's things to change in the story. Obviously, straight off the bat, it's it's a rough draft. But I didn't ask it to put me in it. <laughs> yet it put me in it. There's these things there. You're like, that's just nice bits and like a weird. It makes interesting choices. Whatever whatever it's basing that on is really fascinating to me. You've just heard a story that I didn't write. I didn't voice that machine wrote based on the style of my work hit and miss, with one prompt of write a story in a hundred words. That's pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. It's early days, I get it, but I'm I'm fascinated by it. That's it, that was my week in science.
0: Hello, my friend Frog, may I ask you a favour? Hello, Scorpion, what do you want? Could I be so bold as to ask you for a lift across the river? A lift... Could I ride upon your back? I don't know whether I'm comfortable
1: with that arrangement. You will definitely sting me.
0: No, no, of course not, my good chum. Were I to do that, you would die and sink to the bottom, taking me with you. I would be resigning myself to a murky death. Please, trust me, it's not in my best interest to sting you.
1: Okay. Hop on.
0: Foolish scorpion! Why would you sting me? My friend frog, with the waters lapping at my legs, let me tell you this. Scorpions have what are called book lungs that serve as a reservoir of air that enables us to stay alive and retain our breath for approximately six days. We can also climb any surface and some of us glow under UV light. Now... Rot at the bottom of the river on a pile of your doomed brothers and sisters. (coughs) Suck it, dick biscuits. I'm out. Let's put everything into a rat. Let's put everything into a rat. Do you know how far it is to Mars, Grégoire? It's it's pretty far. It's ages away. And that distance is just getting larger every single day. You're like, Who knows whether that trend will reverse? It, goes, it gets it, closer and it goes, what? <laughs> it's, yes. it's getting uh, further away right now. We have no idea yes. what's going to happen next. What? Maybe it'll get closer again. I don't know. I don't know circles. <laughs> but imagine uh, travelling there, Gregoire. Months yes, and okay. months of boredom. Oh. In, the, in the movies, you know what they do? They put the passengers into hibernation. Mm. Sci-fi poppycock. But some creatures, Gregoire, do go into hibernation. Bears, mm. bees, bats, even some creatures that don't start with B. Now, snakes <laughs> do not hibernate. Okay. They're cold blooded animals, they go into brumination. Ooh. Tortoises, they bruminate, like our mascot. Uh, mm, a similar yeah. <laughs> process where the metabolic processes shut down and they stop reacting to stimuli, but they still need to move around a bit and get water and a little bit of food. That does sound like me. I don't react to stimuli
1: on the podcast and then I just need water and food. I that, that works out quite well.
0: You have been described as cold-blooded too. That's true, <laughs> it's true. So brumination gets kicked off with external temperature. Warm-blooded animals can't rely on the external temperature to do all the work. They have to start the process all by themselves. Mm. They have little plucky little buggers. The clock inside the animal decides it's time to hymenate and their metabolism slows down. Some animals, various birds, reptiles and some mammals can go into torpor, which is different to brumination because oh, it can happen God. over a short time, just like oh. at like just at night, right? Uh, like a little hummingbird will cons- conserve energy, and the next day heats up and off it goes again. You mean sleep. So, you mean hibernation? It's a fancy word for sleep. It's no, no it's, it, Oh, sleep. I went into
1: torpor. No, it's no, sleep. Just calm yeah, down, whole, hummingbird. You the, slept. The
0: whole thing slows down. The whole thing's like when you're asleep, you're like, you, you, you someone wakes you up and you're boom, you're up there. You're, you're, yeah, it's
1: true. Yeah. Oh, you went really bunch. You, you try and wake me up without it. Yep. No, you're there. Yep. God, God help yep. you. Yeah.
0: Like I'll just, yeah. Now, girl clumsy, she might be going into torpor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, hibernation. <laughs> Is the body slowing down and getting cooler. This uses substantially less energy and allows creatures to survive the winter. So, Mm. what does all this have to do with space travel? Hear me out, Gregoire. Bears in space. Ooh. They can go into hibernation. They can walk on their hind legs. They can ride unicycles. Their bile can be harvested to treat gallstones and liver disease. Their bile is also a cure for hangovers, the common cold and cancer. Citation needed. No. (laughs) No? No. (laughs) No. Okay. No. Okay, fine. A second opinion, though why we're even considering it, I have no idea. What if humans could hibernate? Mm. Scientists at Washington University in St. Louis? St. Louis? St. Louis? St. Louis? St. Louis. Okay. Scientists Louis. Scientists there have put ultrasound <laughs> into a rat. Now, this rat doesn't normally hibernate. It doesn't go into torpor. But the targeted ultrasound safely stimulated the hypothalamic pre-optic area and induced torpor in rats. Ooh. Their body temperature decreased and they lost all their heat. Their heart rate decreased by 47%. If... This process can be used on humans. It can lead to some pretty neat things. (laughs) Our space travellers would only need 25% of the food they would usually eat. They could sleep for weeks at a time and then wake up and man the ship for a handful of days. It would also be super useful for dealing with heart attacks and strokes. We can induce a coma, but the metabolism is still kicking along. If we can slow down the metabolism, it takes much longer for damage to occur due to a lack of oxygen getting to where it needs to go. Mm. And as well we know on the podcast, not everything that happens to rats will happen to humans. But nonetheless, it does mean the barrier to taking rats to Mars is lessened. And, as the history of human exploration has demonstrated, taking rats to other places has always worked out for the best. (laughs) At least it's a food supply. Unexpected food supply. Let's put a bite into a rat. You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And greg at smartenough.org. And as we always like to say... Bruminate, my rat!